Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Basketball and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always get the latest odds, the team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. It's your continued source for all sports wagering information. And Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Join and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use the promo code BELIEVE to get your rewards. That's B L E A V. Believe. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome to the Kingdom of Pod. Jeff Caves here in Flower Mound, Texas, just hours after Boise State beats North Texas in the Frisco Bowl and celebrates uh, pretty wildly. Uh, let me just state this. This is brought to you by Bet Online. And let me just state this first. I, I really want to stick with the game in this particular situation. And I'll tell you why. I, I think that there's a lot of temptation uh, for myself or anybody that's discussing the game that uh, is just a fan that's well-informed. They may be on a Bronco country board. They may be wherever else. They really want to get in-depth about discussing the team. And we get away from analyzing, I feel, the game itself. What happened in the game? And then a separate conversation can be had about the totality of the season and how the 2022 Boise State team performed. And then I think there's another conversation about where the program is at. We all know, I think, where it's been. And perhaps there's as much interest about where it's going. And is this the direction that it should be going in? So for the purposes of of this Kingdom of Pod on the uh, Believe Podcast Network, I want to focus on the game. You know, what happened between Boise State and North Texas? Now, there's some good reasons uh, for that. There was what, six, seven guys injured, you know, J.L. Skinner's on the sideline. There's all kinds of defensive people out. There's injuries during the game. Alani's out again. There's these kinds of developments that change any prediction that we may have had uh, going into the game. And as I go back to it, 
I remember stating on one of the earlier podcasts that it's all about this idea that whoever's motivated will win. Fresno State was more motivated than Washington State to be in the Los Angeles Bowl, and they hammered him, for example. And I thought, after looking at everything, that North Texas wouldn't be motivated. They had an interim coach who was on his last real legs. Uh, Phil Bennett was coaching his last game ever after a 40-year career, and the team was sort of abandoned by the administration because they fired their coach. And they've got a new guy that some of them will never know, really, because they either may transfer or graduate. So all, all that stuff is is and was present for North Texas going into the game. In listening to some of the commentary from the ESPN commentators, there was conflict in the pregame warm-up stage. So there was jawing back and forth. I don't know which side was doing the jawing, but I also want to get into the fight because I, I've I've watched the video extensively and I have some thoughts about it. And I think it was one of the more interesting sort of developments of the game that had some clarification, but hasn't had all that much. Um, so looking at just the, the motivation, I think that North Texas was motivated. They seemed to have it. It was an interesting atmosphere that we were in. While it's a bowl game, for some of the Boise State guys, they haven't been to a bowl game for a while, but for the North Texas kids, they were coming, you know, 20 miles away. Uh, they've played in this bowl game. In fact, I thought they played in it last year. They drew about 11,000, you know, last night. It was an 8-15 kickoff. It was 40 degrees. People bitching about the last Saturday before Christmas and an 8-15 kickoff. Uh, Boise State team, which didn't win the Mountain West, hasn't won big out of conference games that nobody gets that gets that excited about it. I was listening to some people just around me talking that it's not the same program. They're not the they were great. Now they're kind of rebuilding and other people had their own perception. So it doesn't surprise me that at one point we didn't think there'd be 9,000 people there. If they ended up with 12,200 paid or in person, so be it. <laughs> that's not many folks. And so that's not a great atmosphere for a bowl game and a reward for kids. And some of the kids from Texas have played in front of a lot more people in a high school football game that, that meant more than this. So they, they had to contend with that. And I thought North Texas did better with it. I think there is also something to be said for the jitters for Boise state. Some of these kids playing at home, others, especially on defense, first starts knowing they got to take a lot of snaps because of all the injuries that are out there. And so sometimes they're a little tentative. They're not doing, uh, they don't want to make those kinds of mistakes and they're getting a feel for the game. I thought as it wore on, they got better and better and they trusted things. And that motivation clicked for Boise State in the second half. And I thought Taylor Green, for his part, said that we just wanted to trust each other, trust our coaching, not panic and know that we can turn this around in the second half. I cannot recall which player I saw in postgame uh, comments that said, no, we we knew we needed to turn it up. We were not uh, turned up too well. So, you know, in different position groups, there's always different conversations. There's one big group team moment or two, but there, there's a lot of other things going on and a lot of other uh, dynamics in a game. Before I get to the fight, though, and I think where there is a lot of interest coming in, 
we all knew the better offensive line, at least statistically speaking, was North Texas. They ran the ball real well. They hit big shots downfield. They were allowing less than one sack a game. It was the strength of the team. And we said this should be a shootout type game for Boise State to have a, a much better chance in North Texas as well. And it uh, didn't necessarily end up that way, although, you know, you get into 70 plus points and that's plenty of scoring. But we knew North Texas could run the football and they did 176 uh, yards on the ground. They hit some shots, 52 yards, 40 yards, 30 yards, 21 yard pass plays. They didn't give up any sacks. They even did better than their season average. I thought the coaches came up with some great misdirection, especially in. Uh, red zone and two-point conversion play with reverses and quarterbacks faking quarterback draws and then lobbing it over, sort of like the old Tim Tebow play. So there, there was some great coaching, I thought, at times for North Texas, which was a little surprising. Boise State, though, these slow starts are frustrating and concerning, and I know it sends the fan base down a rat hole of not only are we not playing in the Fiesta Bowl, not only did we lose the Mountain West Championship, we're stuck here in front of very few people playing a 7-6 and six football team that's image-wise historically seen way beneath us, and we're losing 10-6. to six. I get that's That happens, and some people can't get out of that, and that's understandable. And that's what happens when you have slow starts, 120 yards of offense, six points in the first half, and they just completely switched things around in the second half. I went back. I think Dirk wanted to throw the football, and it didn't work out in the first half. He did have some other run plans for Genty, and Halani went out with an injury, and so maybe he had some things dialed up for Genty as a complimentary piece and Halani carrying the load. We, we don't know that. But one thing they did crank up in the second half is – quarterback run i mean i looked and you know green only had one run in the first half he had 11 in the second half and we saw what kind of damage he did so i'm not saying you can just go with all four quarters of that that's stupid that's you're not taking what the defense gives you there's a lot of things that go into that but i thought it was really a tremendous performance by green and um and it showed uh excuse me the the fight was a lot of interest. Okay, here we are, second and 15, three minutes to go in the third. It's a 24-21 game. UNT had just scored to get the lead back, and things are intensifying. Talon scrambles out towards the UNT sideline. He starts hurtling too early and didn't really need to because nobody submarined him. So he comes down and gets uh, hit and... Uh, Logan Wilson's there, and and Nixon, the linebackers there, and and they uh, hit Talon as he's coming down. But the damage was done by the defensive lineman Robert uh, Robertson, who comes over number ninety nine, two hundred and forty pound young defensive lineman, and he hits Talon late and knocks him on his back right on the North Texas sideline. And as players do, they start surrounding him. <clears throat> now, this is how it started. The hit on green was later ruled an unnecessary roughness. I, 
usually that that can be an automatic disqualification the way he hit him that late, but whatever. Defenseless player. There are all kinds of things that could have went into that. But Logan Wilson, defensive back, 5'10", 167 pounds of him. After Talon's knocked down on that sideline of North Texas, and it's like a bees to honey, he comes over and starts dog cussing on top of Talon Green like players do. Latrell um, takes exception to that. And so Caples comes over and pushes Logan Wilson. That's what started this thing. That push right there. I'm not blaming it on on Caples because he came to rescue of his quarterback who was in a bad situation. Can you imagine being Taylor Green on your backside getting hit late with these on the North Texas sideline with 15 North Texas guys hovering over you it's it's not a great scene and he wasn't the only Boise State kid that uh, came to his aid um but I do think that you know when Cade uh, Bursar Ford came over he tried to come to the rescue he's a Washington State transfer it sounds like he wanted to protect his quarterback that was good to see uh Ajuku I thought he who he got a penalty in this situation for an unsportsmanlike. I think Capel's earned his. I don't think Ajuku did. They got the wrong guy there because he was really doing his best to not get involved. And he had the kicker, the North Texas kicker, who was going crazy with punches on him. And then the kicker comes to his senses number zero and puts on his helmet and tries to sneak away. And the refs caught him. So I thought they got the right guy there. For the most part, I thought, you know, Phil Bennett's reaction to the entire fight on the sideline was pretty good in that his first reaction was he he showed a demonstrative pissed-off motion that number 99 hit Talon late like that. And then I didn't see Phil Bennett get in there and try to pull guys off. I don't know if that's the right or the wrong way or people in the coaching profession think that's what you do, but certainly Andy did not feel that their sideline handled that well. And if you compare the sideline incident that happened in the fourth quarter when the interception was thrown by North Texas and there was a tackle over on the Boise State sideline, there was no altercation per se. There was Anytime there's one North Texas guy and 15 Boise State guys on the sideline or vice versa, you're going to get guys hovering and looking and and acting stupid. And I hope coaches can get a hold of that and and change some of that behavior. But nothing really, no penalties came out of that when North Texas was on the Boise State sideline and and away we went. Um, The the attitude towards these two teams, I, I, I don't know. But I do know that I did see like, Leota, a linebacker, throwing blows that did not get any penalized, um, any penalties from the, the referees. So that's how I think it started. I think Andy was upset that Coach Bennett didn't control his sideline better. And it was hard to hear what Andy was saying to Bennett in the postgame handshake because ESPN was using audio from the booth as they were basically selling it into the break and done, and that was leaking over. And if you had different editing 
equipment, you could probably amplify Bennett and Andy and separate out the track of the announcers. So, yeah, it got people emotionally engaged to a different level. And I think Boise State was already there in the second half, and there was a lot of jawing going on. Um, But in the end, they got their victory. Uh, It was a hard-fought game. There was clutch performances on defense. The offense rose to the occasion and bailed out everybody and won this game. Uh, Talon Green brought the team on his back with all the running that he did in the second half and some key throws uh, that he made. Great throw to McAllister for a touchdown. McAllister caught a ball. It was only one, and that was a plus. So just at face value, when you see the injuries that had hit the team, uh, the things that had you know, hit this team earlier in the season and all the travel and that, you know, what, what was going on and, and, you know, new coaches coming and going um, quarterbacks leaving like Hank, you know, the, just think about the celebration that the Boise state kids had, how good they felt over what they had just accomplished. And while I understand we're observers to this process. We don't have to enjoy it the same way they do. I think there is some middle ground in between where they're at and so jubilant about winning a football game and where we, as observers are sometimes, you only beat North Texas, you lost the Mountain West, you're in some bowl game with 12,000 people watching, and you're not even close to being a top group of five program right now that gets the college football playoff in this four-team playoff system. you got to temper and put that in its place and learn how to enjoy what's going on in front of you that North Texas didn't allow any sacks. North Texas got a lot of yards on the ground, 175 or whatever. They hit some big throws, 200 over 200 yards worth, about four or five of them. They played their ass off. They emotionally were engaged. They they played dirty at times. They were talking crap at times. So this game went back and forth. It was dramatic in the fourth quarter. And as we tune out that other noise, I think you can see something different that occurred. I am going to get to the rest of it, though. I am going to get to the 22 season. I will get to the coaching. I will get to the program where it is today and where it could be in the future or it isn't going to be in the future. So I just think there is some way to communicate that maybe that's where we need to be a little more, a little more, and have a time and a place for the rest of it. You know, coaches have to watch what they say in the aftermath of an emotional loss and sometimes in an emotional win that things run away from them. And, you know, in the NFL and other sports, there's this cooling off period where guys have to calm down before you start asking questions and they start giving you responses. So that's it. They won a bowl game. They finished their season the way they wanted to. They came back after losing uh, the first half and dominated the third quarter, set a record for scoring points in a bowl, and won a football game against somebody that was trying to call out their manhood and take it to them. That they celebrate. I think it was great on that level. I'll have more to say about the rest of it, including the early National Letter of Intent signing 
uh, coming up Wednesday. But thanks for joining me here on the Kingdom of Pod. I will talk to you again soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.